What is going on, everybody? It is Thursday, November 9th, Season 5, Episode 10. The 70th episode of the Tail Goats Podcast. It's your boy, Will Finn. I'm doing a solo podcast today because I'm letting Andy, Colleen, and Michael have the week off. They're very, very busy with their respective jobs. Very thankful for everything they've done for the podcast. And I'm off this week, so I'm trying to get a quick nap time episode in Brown's big 27 nothing winners over the helpless Arizona Cardinals. There's there's really not much to be said about this game. I'm going to recap it here in a minute. Today is all about, you know, I want to get this short episode in and I'm going to run through a lot of different topics and I kind of I'm doing this podcast by myself to just kind of garnish feedback from you guys. I'm trying to figure out how you're listening to the podcast. Have you been listening on Apple? Have you been listening on Spotify? Have you been watching on Facebook Live? Or have you been watching on Facebook after the episode? And where on Facebook? Are you watching on Twitch? If you're listening to this message right now, if you're listening to this podcast right now, I want you to either text me how you're listening to it, or DM me if you don't have my phone number. That's what I'd like. Brown's big 27 and nothing winners over the Cardinals. Watson, you wanted an unscathed day from him. You wanted him to rest his shoulder and come back. 19 of 30, 219 yards, two touchdowns. Amari Cooper, big, big, big day. Five targets, five catches, 139 yards with the with the touchdown and a long, long catch of 59 yards. One of the best passes probably out of Watson uh, as, as since Watson's been a Brown, and it's a play that they drew up in, in the sand, as they say, and and and, and dear Lord, it, it, there's more of that to come, and they're getting clicking on that level. The sky's the limit. David Njoku looking great, six targets, four catches, only 26 yards, but the touchdown as well. The defense really, 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 once again, showing that they're one of the best in the league. Only gave up 58 total yards. Sione Takitaki and Denzel Ward both with picks. Dalvin Thomason, big, big, big day with two and a half sacks. Garrett Smith, Harris, Elliott all had a sack. Got off to Clayton Toon, rookie. Made his debut. Really, really, really weird. Um, you know, I thought we were going to see Kyler Murray. They announced he was out and said Clayton Toon's getting his rookie debut. And then Monday, after the game, they announced that Kyler Murray is starting next week, which was really, really, really goofy. Couldn't figure that one out. But 11-20, only 58 yards, no touchdowns, two picks. Obviously, that's really all there is to cover there. And I, before I go ahead and I, I know I play the schedule game, I'm not going to play the schedule game, but I'm going to look at strength of schedule here in a few minutes. I want to talk about Kevin Stefanski, and I know that this this is a, a, a topic that a lot of people have been rolling their eyes at, and and myself, I'm I'm trying to, you know, figure out just exactly where are we on evaluating him as 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 a coach, and unfortunately in Cleveland, I think that there's there's fans that you know will just absolutely never be satisfied, and and I don't know. What to say to them? The Browns are five and three this year, and it, it, it's Stefanski's had to play without Nick Chubb damn near the whole season. Obviously, lost during the, the second game of the year, and Watson, and he's had to play with backup quarterbacks. And I said last week that I didn't have the numbers right in front of me, and I wanted to take a look at 
who has actually been the quarterback for the Browns and how Stefanski's done. Largely removed from that 2020 season with Baker Mayfield where they went 11-5. and We're largely removed from that. I mean, people, that's so far in the rearview mirror for some people. And God only really knows how good of a quarterback Baker Mayfield can be. What is the ceiling? Have we seen it? I don't know. 11-5 and with Baker in 2020. 2021 was a year that it included the weird dynamic between the front office and Baker and his shoulder and is he hurt? Is it, you know, ligament related or six and eight with Baker? He went two and one with Case Keenum and Nick Mullins. Two and oh with Nick, or I'm sorry, Case Keenum and oh and one with Nick Mullins. So two and one with backups that season. Obviously missing the playoffs. After a season where, you know, you largely, largely expected them to go back to the playoffs after not only making the playoffs, but winning a playoff game. That season ended, what is this, 8-9? Do I have that right? It's, a, it, it's, it's an embarrassing season. 2022, obviously you make that big, big trade. Everybody's, you know... Grown men arguing over spending that type of money on, on Deshaun Watson. I'm going to touch on that for a minute. I'm tired of hearing it. I, I'm literally, literally tired of hearing how much he makes. People obsessing over that amount. That amount in like two years is going to be absolutely nothing compared to what the quarterbacks are making. Forget about it. Stop mentioning it. It's dumb. You sound dumb. Anyway, 7-10 and 10 last year. Four and seven with Jacoby Brissett. Three and three with Deshaun Watson. Jacoby Brissett. Four and seven under Stefanski with a win over Tom Brady. Stefanski really hasn't done that bad of a job. Has he missed in some big moments? Yes. Does he really grow as a head coach giving up the offensive coordinator? job calling the plays I don't know can you develop doing both I think so not going to be a Stefanski apologist but he hasn't been that bad this year 3-1 and one with Watson 0-1 oh with DTR more like WTF that game was terrible PJ Walker, two and one. So I'm looking. Look, I I I did this. Seventeen and thirteen with Baker. Six and four with Watson. That's forty games. I I want you guys to to grasp this here for a second. Forty games with a, what we would call a starting quarterback, right? Jacoby Brissett's not a starting quarterback. He's a backup. He's had to coach 18 additional games with scraps or backups. Four and set with Jacoby Brissett. Two and one with PJ Walker. Two and oh with Case Keenum. 0 and one with Nick Mullins. 0 and one with DTR. Good for eight and 10 with scraps. I'm sorry about my voice. I've, I lost it. I've been sick. 
Eight and ten is a miracle with those guys. Have we been unfair collectively? Or are we starving for a, a Super Bowl that bad that nothing will ever make them happy unless we win a Super Bowl? So hear me out. You know, the Browns are playing good. Let's say they turn it up a notch. They're 5-3 and three right now. They make, they make the playoffs. So they, odds are right now they're still going to make the playoffs. That's that's what the, the Vegas uh, data and numbers and betting lines are showing. Okay? So what's the ceiling? Right now predicted to play at Jacksonville. The leaders right now in the AFC South. Is the ceiling just that game? Or is it so you have to win a game on the road? The Jaguars right now are 6-2. and two. They're coming. They're coming to Cleveland. That's going to be a big game. They are a very good team. They're well coached. I think we've been unfair. The grass is not always greener when it comes to coaching. And you know what? The answer isn't just firing him and putting Jim Schwartz in. It's not. Sorry. It's not the answer. I'm not going to play the schedule game. But what I am going to do is mention why the numbers are where they're at with Vegas with us making the playoffs. Right now, I am going to look at the strength of schedule remaining for the AFC North, which right now, if the season ended... All four teams would be in the the playoffs. All four would be uh, with the the Ravens being the only team I believe that are hosting. The Bengals have the hardest schedule remaining. They're in the news this week via Portnoy putting a rather large five figure bet on them to win the the Super Bowl. He's got. Enough money on to win a million dollars on the Bengals that they win. 63% remaining strength of schedule for the Bengals. They're looking good. Joe Burrow looking amazing. Calf looks great. They're going to be tested, and we'll see how good the Bengals are. They have the Chiefs, Baltimore, Jacksonville, Cleveland, Pittsburgh times two, Minnesota, and Indy. That's the hardest remaining NFL schedule. Followed by number two, the Baltimore Ravens, 59% remaining strength of schedule. They've got Jacksonville, Miami, Cincinnati, San Francisco looking like bums, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, and the Rams. Rams are in trouble. 59% remaining. And Lamar's been healthy. What happens to the Baltimore Ravens if he goes down again? You know he's not durable. Number 12 remaining strength of schedules, Cleveland, 52%. We have Baltimore, Jacksonville, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, the New York Jets. They looked terrible. Houston, Chicago Bears, LA Rams, and Denver. That's an easy schedule. And then number 22, Pittsburgh, 48% strength of schedule remaining. I mean, is this Mike Tomlin's best job? Is this the best job he's done coaching? 
Baltimore, Cincinnati times two, Seattle, Cleveland, and then a, this is where it really drops off. Arizona, New England, Green Bay, and Indy. They might make the playoffs, guys. There's no room for error in the AFC North right now. There's absolutely no room for error. The leaders right now are the Baltimore Ravens at 7-2. and two. And then everybody else is 5-3. and three. And the way I see it right now with the way the NFL did the schedule is the Bengals have three AFC North games remaining. Baltimore, we all have three. And it's going to come down potentially to one team missing out because of poor divisional play. That's the way I see it. It's going to be close. Anyways. I'm really proud of the guys this last week. We had a 3-1 weekend. I personally went 4-0. Um, I didn't like their the Thursday night pick. And we were kind of torn on it. Uh... The rest of the weekend, we we everybody we got it on the same page and the Monday night pick. I'm not gonna review that. We were 13, 14, and 2. It brings us a seasonal total of 16 wins, 15 losses, and two ties. Brings us to a percentage of 51.6. As many of you know, you need to be at 52.5% to break even. We are right there. So we have a winning percentage. However, we're down 0.6 units, which means that on the 31 games, well, I guess 33 games, if you would have bet $100 on every one of our picks this season, you would be down 60 bucks. Last year, we had a very large losing season. That we get The season before, we had a winning season. We're very close. This is very, very, very tough to pick the games that are watched by... Everybody. This week stinks. Without them here in the studio, I'm not going to discuss it. The link to the Discord and to get the official picks for primetime picks is in the Discord. Michigan, this story stinks. What's going to happen here? The Big Ten is looking into it. NCAA is looking into it. it. There's just not enough time. A full investigation. There's just not enough time right now. But why are they in the news again? Well, Connor Stallions has, he had it filed for an LLC with Michigan running back Blake Corum, and they are running a vacuum cleaning service. What? Not illegal. Not illegal. It <laughs> doesn't look fishy at all. Really goofy. Really, really, really goofy. We're talking over some new studio setups. We're likely going to do one panel of four of us or um, was suggested today to do two tables a set, a, uh, separate from each other with the TV in the background. Um, kind of like it. If I could get another TV in here that mimics the um, the TV that's on that wall, I would I'd love it because I don't want to be looking back at that TV. But, hey, you know. We could figure it out. The other problem is the green screen. Um, any greens on the TV, it'll just be see-through, which is kind of goofy. December 
right around the corner, we're going to be launching a combat-only podcast. We usually talk some UFC or boxing or celebrity boxing on the podcast. On this normal podcast, which is one all topics included, there will be no more UFC. There will be no more boxing. There will be no more celebrity boxing. It is going to be on its own podcast. And kicking that off is UFC combat athlete Cody Brundage talking to us in front of his fight December 2nd in UFC Austin versus Zachary Reese. Uh, Cody reached out to me this week. I checked; you know, He was checking in on me. Of course, I checked back in on him, see if he needed anything before this fight. We're proud of Cody. We kind of talked a little bit, and I laughed. I said, you know, Cody, like, he said something to me about, got to win this one, ha-ha. I'm like, Cody, you've already won. You know, you, you think back to when I met him and, and watching on the regional scene and everything. Cody's won. So we'll get Cody on here. We'll talk more about that. I mentioned the Discord earlier for primetime picks. Guys, Ken, tailgoat guest appearance last year. This guy can get absolutely scorching red hot in NCAA basketball, which just kicked off. Really excited about having him back in the Discord. He just randomly came back in. He he posted some <laughs> he posted some picks and um, really 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 happy to have him back. Guys, we're, what did I say? This is the 70th episode, and uh, I'm looking at it right now. The stats: three thousand four hundred fifty-seven downloads all the time. I'm proud of that. We're going five episodes away from. Having a another um, monumental or whatever, we get a certificate for hitting our 75th episode. So that'll happen in a couple weeks. I want to hear from you guys. I want to know where you're listening. Are you listening on the podcast? Are you listening on Apple? Are you listening on Spotify? Are you listening on Facebook or Twitch? Are you having fun with Facebook or Twitch? Do you feel more engaged on Facebook or Twitch? What ideas do you have for us? Should we come up with a schedule where you know when we're going live? Will that be helpful? Should we bring back any segments? Should we bring back Goat's Quotes? You guys let me know. I am excited to hear from you. I promised this was going to be a short episode. I kept it less than 20 minutes. Jameis, take it from here. You know, one thing my, uh, my trainer, he told me, he said, what did he say? He just told us to be prepared.